When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine. T-minus eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I'm directly beaming this transmission from the mothership. Heading in the command center to all the space cadets out there. So two years ago, NASA launched OSIRIS-REx. And it has traveled over 2 billion miles to an asteroid named Bennu. And it has arrived today. And its mission is to survey that asteroid ahead of retrieving pristine bits of the solar system on the rock's surface and bringing them back to Earth. So since it arrived, OSIRIS-REx will be doing a series of passes over the asteroid at a range of 4.3 miles for an initial survey. Better determine the mass spin in shape of this thing and in january the spacecraft will get closer to bennu uh, between 0.9 and 1.2 miles and be drawn into orbit around the asteroid it'll then spend more than a year performing reconnaissance on bennu before attempting to bounce off the surface and collect a sample of the asteroid in mid 2020 so we have a little bit of time before now in the sample mission and this is this is just getting started. It literally got there today. So we have a little bit of time before it actually does any sampling. And that will mean in 2020, the spacecraft will be sending back some samples of this asteroid back down to Earth so we can study it. So this Bennu asteroid, it was discovered in 1990 and it's carbon rich. It's uh, almost black. It's super dark. It's about 1600 feet wide. And uh, scientists believe that it is a conglomeration of leftovers from the formation of the solar system. So this return sample mission will tell us about things that happened a very long time ago. So this is this asteroid is kind of pristine. You know, it, it was formed at the beginning of the solar system, hasn't been touched since or barely been touched since. So we're going to learn a lot of things about the early formation of the solar system just from this return mission. So this Bennu asteroid, too, it's a near-Earth asteroid. And scientists have confirmed that there's a very small chance that it could hit Earth. But it's not going to hit Earth anytime soon. It'll be in the 22nd century if it actually happens. And it's not really large enough to cause a planet-wide extinction. But it would be catastrophic at the point of impact. So if this thing hits New York City, it could level miles over the city it could destroy buildings trees people cars everything around it it's big enough to do that but it's not big enough to wipe out anything more than that really it's really not going to have a huge impact if it does impact on earth it's just going to be a localized uh, destruction path so this asteroid since it is from the beginning of the solar system 
um, they're looking to find organic molecules like amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins found on Earth that are also known to exist in interstellar space. And if they could find those kind of building blocks, they could piece together a formula where, um, you know, the beginning of life on Earth could possibly be from an asteroid impact. So a question is, does uh, Bennu contain higher concentrations of the 20 amino acids used by forms of life on Earth? And this would suggest that the universe favors these amino acids and not dozens of others, even in non-biological chemical reactions. Life on Earth uh, exclusively uses so-called left-handed amino acids and not the mirror right-handed versions. And studies of Bennu and the material on it could help explain whether non-biological chemical reactions in space pushed life toward left-handed molecules or whether that shift occurred later uh, when life actually arose on Earth. So Bennu is about the size, or not Bennu, I'm sorry, the uh, spacecraft is actually the size of a sports utility vehicle, an SUV. It's uh, the size of a soccer mom, you know, <laughs> a soccer parent's car. And it's scheduled to slowly descend and bounce off the surface like a pogo stick at a gentle pace of a quarter mile per hour. And it will sample the surface of this asteroid in 2020. So a sampling head, which looks like an automobile air filter will shoot a burst of nitrogen to kick up dirt and small rocks during three to five seconds that it's in contact with the surface and the goal is to collect at least a couple of ounces of material and possibly as much as 4.4 pounds of material a spacecraft carries enough nitrogen to attempt uh, to extract material three times if it's absolutely necessary and why did it take so long for us to get this thing there right so a quicker mission would have required a larger spacecraft carrying more fuel, and it would have been more expensive. Osiris-Rex is $800 million, and it took a more efficient way to get there. A longer trajectory, taking advantage of a flyby of Earth last year, and it flinged it in the path to intersect with the asteroid. And they also want to study uh, Bennu in as much detail as they can before heading back to Earth. So... After departing Bennu in 2021, Osiris-Rex will pass back towards Earth in September of 2023. It'll drop off a capsule with the samples and will land via parachute in the Utah desert. So think about the engineering and the science that goes into this. We launch an SUV to an asteroid two billion miles away. We land that SUV briefly to kick up some dust it kicks up some dust into the air filter from there it flies back to earth and from earth or from its orbit around earth it'll parachute back down the samples and land <laughs> land in the desert how crazy is that like that doesn't make any sense like how how can you launch an suv into space for one that something that heavy, that big. And then you have to know exactly where this asteroid is, this tiny asteroid. It's not that big. And you have to, at that point, get to a certain orbit around this asteroid. You have to calculate all these things. And the trajectory has to be exactly perfect. If it's not, you go right past the asteroid and the mission is over. Luckily, we got to the asteroid today. And luckily, we're there. So in a little while, this SUV size uh, spaceship, so to speak, will 
you know, gently glide its way down to the asteroid surface, pick up some dust, pick up some dirt, four-ish pounds of it, hopefully, and then come back to Earth. That's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So cheers to all the engineers and scientists that made all this happen, all the people behind the scenes that made this happen. Like, this is absolutely nuts. And I can't wait to see what happens next with this thing. Now, remember Hayabusa? I don't know if you remember that. Um, it was a sample return mission from an asteroid. And it collected dust samples from an asteroid and returned them to Earth in 2005. So there's a follow-up mission, Hayabusa 2, that's like OSIRIS-REx in the fact that it's headed to a carbon-rich asteroid and it's scheduled to bring its samples back to Earth in 2020. So, but, you know, OSIRIS-REx will be bringing back much more rock and dirt than these Japanese missions, and it will bring us more data. So the more data we have from OSIRIS-REx and the Japanese missions, we can kind of put it all together and create a, a big picture scale of what the early solar system looked like and what was formed in the early solar system. So working all together, using all this data from all these different missions, OSIRIS-REx being the biggest mission and the Japanese uh, Hayabusa missions being a little bit smaller, but also very important. It's going to net us a huge gain to um, science from the early uh, solar system. Now, that being said, my friends, that is it for today. OSIRIS-REx is there. We did it, folks. Everyone involved has done it. Um, so I want to say thank you to everybody who's helped out this podcast. All of you space cadets out there. I appreciate every single one of you. And I appreciate and thank you for all the positive reviews I've gotten on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. All those positive responses mean a huge deal to a small podcast like mine. And I appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much. And from the mothership, beaming straight down to you, I bid you farewell for today. I'm going to take off in the command center. I'll see you tomorrow, space cadets. Have a good day. Four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff.